walk around the three block perimeter and you find a couple of ways that you can egress into the area if you want. And you overhear um, a couple of cops talking at one of the blockades. And you hear your name come up a couple times in reference to them not knowing who you are. And that the villain's name was Hard Blow or Hard Body or Hard Something. And one of the cops slides into his patrol car and you can catch just enough of this. Um, and you hear him clacking away on uh, a laptop. And he's like, Puppeteer, he was, uh, he, he was, says he was active in Chicago for a little bit. And then five years ago, he moved to Stringersburg. And um, uh, he's been known inactive for four years. Says something about him being psychic. Uh you know, our database is pretty limited there, Jim, compared to all those meta forces. I don't know why they don't give us all the the data that the that they get, fucking fucking feds. But anyway, there's a few of the ways you could get in. You could get in uh, kind of how you and Connecticut had previously uh, in one of the first adventures, you know, going from rooftop to rooftop, or you could just simply mind control the cops and letting you through. Or you could actually tell them who you are and get an escort to there. Um, it doesn't seem like, from what you can gather, uh, anyone actually knows for sure that you're in town, at least that you've heard talking um but if you want to give me a couple of if thens like if if a fight ensues then puppeteer does whatever or uh if you decide to avoid and go home then what do you do you know just give me a couple of you don't have to go into any details or anything but just give me a couple of if thens you know maybe a handful and uh, we'll see where it goes from there okay Forgive me if my I, if I get a little giggly. This is my second draft. My first draft message was terrible, <laughs> so I am I'm I'm editing a little bit for clarity, but I might goof out a little bit anyway. So if thens, if there are only local Stringersburg police there, then Puppeteer will get you know the first cop he encounters he'll just take control of and be like take me to your commanding officer and then and then wait until I instruct you further or whatever so he'll like go to the highest ranking officer person on the scene and go up and be like excuse me come with me please and walk with him up to the top story of whatever building they're in or the nearest building if they're not in a building Okay, if, on the other hand, there are only meta police on the scene, he'll approach by stealth, try to avoid being seen, try to figure out how much they know. His worry is that, excuse me, mind-controlling a member of the meta police in a (laughs) cavalier fashion (laughs) would be frowned upon. (laughs) So... He'll, like, hang back and only do that as, like, a last resort. If he's trying to stealth 
around the Meta Police and not be seen and also get up on the roof and see what this fucking suit guy is doing, um, then he'll do it that way. Uh, which is to say, if in the course of doing this around the Meta Police, they look like they're going to catch him, th- then as a last resort, he would be like, nah, I take control of you. You go the other way and forget that you saw me. Or something like that. Um, that might, that's, that's like, if it's a very quick sort of thing, that would be like a reflex. He would have, I don't really know how much he can affect people's memory. Um, I haven't reread his power lately. I should have done that. I should have done my homework, but I don't remember it being able to erase things that people have already seen. But I, I think I remember it says during the time that you have mind control over somebody, you get to decide whether or not they remember what happens during the control. So he would just like do that. Basically give them a command like walk as far away from here as possible and then stop. Or, you know, something like that. He would give them a a command like exit this building and go down four blocks or something just to be like, get the fuck away from me. The thought being that at least he'll buy himself enough time while they're walking away to sort of get farther away. And then when he loses range on the power or however that works, when they like complete the task or, you know, just like to buy a couple more, even like minutes or seconds to get away. He would go underground. He would like go into a tunnel or something to escape. He doesn't want the Meta Police knowing that he's fucking around. He likes the fact that people don't know that he's here. But, you know, if he can use the local police as pawns, he will. Doing it with Meta Police is too risky. Okay, then, third condition. If both Meta Police and local police are on the scene, then he'll still try to operate on the Stringersburg PD. So in that scenario, he's basically going to, like, kite a lieutenant or a sergeant or whatever he can get to come with him. He'll, you know, walk up to the the top floor and then get that, that cop to go through the roof entrance. Um, the idea is he wants to just send this person out in, in front of him and then just, like, watch what happens. He, he's, like, testing this person. Also, he... Or maybe this is just me. <laughs> but I think Fergus shares my paranoia. I'm, I'm trying to make him share my, <laughs> my special version of paranoia. Um, he believes, he and I believe, that the name that he may or may not have overheard people saying, he hears that stuff and he thinks blowhard. So he thinks, he's like... The, the guy, the guy from Chicago, the person I did the worst thing I've ever done to. <laughs> that person is back. Apparently they have a suit now, a power suit, an armor suit type thing. He's like, I don't want to be anywhere near this person. <laughs> Except I have to find out if it's that person or not. I must know that. 
because if it's true, it's so it's so dramatic that he would just like be like an iron to a magnet. He would just be like, oh, goody. <laughs> I get to wallow in drama for a moment. It'll be all about me. <laughs> okay. Um, see, I, I warned you I would joke out. Um, anyway, if you find these terms <laughs> acceptable, <laughs> uh, let me know what you think of all that gibberish. You end up having to take the if-then number three. Um, you think on the that it's only the local PD, but you work your way in a little bit past them, and you see that the metaphorce is there as well. They're in the, the closer per- perimeter. And you end up catching one of the normal cops as he's going from the inside to the outside perimeter. And catch him alone, you mind control him. And you kind of use him and a combination of your stealth, mind control, and telekinesis to work your way to the main building without being seen. You kind of use him as a partial distraction and whatnot. And when you get up to the building, you actually see uh, someone being pulled away on a stretcher. They're conscious but they seem to be moaning and in a lot of pain and you notice that this guy is called the right hand and he's super strong super tough and everything but only on his right side the left side of him is completely normal and the right side of him looks fine but the left side of him is all fucked up it looks like his skin's kind of blistered and pockmarked but you work your way up the stairs uh, with the police officer. You notice that his tag says Jefferson. And you get to the top of the building. You open up the door. You send him out. And it's where the villain is standing is cut off from your perspective. So you can't see everything that's going on. But you do hear a voice say, no, no. No, this is wrong. And a white cloud comes shooting out past the the police officer, and he just grabs his throat, gargles, and after about ten seconds, just falls down dead. His his skin's got these giant blisters on it, and uh, you catch a smell of chlorine in the air. I'm gonna make one assumption here, which I hope you won't mind, which is that. Part of Puppeteer's performance skill is a little bit of ventriloquism because what he's going to do is get down on the ground, like right inside the doorway so he can see the corpse of this unfortunate peace officer who has died in the line of duty, um, but isn't visible himself. And then he's going to pick up the body and make it, he's going to very slowly, like, raise it up off the ground. Not make the corpse use its arms and legs to get up off the ground. Just sort of pick it up as if, you know, if it's lying flat, as if a big hand just sort of grabbed it by the shoulders and just sort of slowly lifted it up and forward sort of onto its feet. So he's manipulating it in a very puppet-like 
way, and he's also going to manipulate the jaw um, and make it appear to be talking while he throws his voice. So he, all right, basically he's going to talk some shit and then leave because um, obviously this dude is new and improved and he needs to go get his own gear and get ready for this. But um, using this uh, horrible meat puppet, <laughs> he's going to basically say, he, he, he throws his voice and he says, um, so you didn't do the decent thing and, and die back in Chicago. Well, that's fine, but don't involve these people. They have nothing to do with it. I'll, I'll face you. I have no problem facing you, but without any civilians. And he gives him the address of the old Monster Squad headquarters. And this is all sort of presuming that whoever this person is is actually blowhard and that they allow this to happen. Um, and then the cop corpse puppet's last move when Puppeteer has been like, you know, meet me at this place in an hour and, and we'll settle this. Uh, the, co the corp cop's last move is to just pull his gun out and empty the clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, by the way, fuck you. <laughs> so as soon as that, as soon as he's like made the corpse, pulled the gun out and fire the first few shots, almost immediately after that, like while he's doing that, he's like crawling backwards away from this. And then he's going to, you know, hop down the stairwell. He's just, he's, he's moving at top speed out of the building. If any cop comes toward him, he's like ripped the ski mask off his face. And he's just like, yeah, there's a, there's a man down up there. Oh, he's hurt. I barely got away. He just plays like a confused civilian. So he gets down to the ground floor of the building as quickly as possible. Gets into the sewer system or whatever system of tunnels, the subway tunnels, whatever it might be. Um, actually, I like the idea that Stringersburg began a subway system and then the project failed. And so there's just all these unused tunnels down there. Anyway, he he goes down into the tunnels and heads for his lair as quickly as possible with one interruption, which is to stop a civilian who has a cell phone politely take it away from them. Um, you know, just stop, like, excuse me, give me your phone, please. Thank you. Sit down, close your eyes, and forget you saw me. Um, so then, um, once he has that phone, he's gonna open up that person's email, compose a message to the knife, or sorry, um, compose a message to experiment seven that's just hurried like with misspellings and like no punctuation but it's it's just gonna say um, new threat get the team meet at HQ knife uh, and then he'll you know just throw the phone in the trash or something <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so then he runs back to his lair, 
gets his mask and his costume and his new mask that is the scary mask and um as soon as he has that he makes a beeline for the headquarters and he's going to travel underground as much as possible um if and when he has to go above ground he hides the new mask he doesn't want crowds of civilians just sort of flopping over in catatonic despair um, that would let the city know something is happening um the only other thing I want to add is the only other thing I want to add is if it's at all possible to travel through the Mad Spitter's neighborhood on the way to Monster Squad HQ he'll do that and he'll make a ruckus to just sort of lure him there as well the overall idea here is lure <laughs> lure his his unsuspecting pawns and his old nemesis to the same place at the same time and and let them fight and then maybe step in at the end if he has to um oh and one more detail uh he's going to have the he's going to have a bag like a duffel or a backpack or something with the knife's old costume in it with him um, and he'll uh, the knife would have had a bunch of knives and sharp bits so he'll throw them in that bag too <laughs>